Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be covering the hooker position in NRL Supercoach 2023. We're going to be talking through all the top-owned hookers, the premium, the mid-range, the cheapies. We're going to reveal our hookers currently in our team and plenty more. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, the Supercoach Matrix. Matty, how you going, mate? Fantastic. I'm excited to be finished. We drudged through the end of those uh, those team lists, and, yeah, it was a bit of a struggle throughout the end. I didn't enjoy yeah. talking about the Dolphins and the Dragons. So, Yeah, I think if we had our time over again, mate, I reckon we'd probably just mix up bottom teams and top teams. When you go from number one to number 17, at the end of the day, you're doing four or five pods in a row where, unfortunately, you're talking about teams that don't have much relevance. So, yeah. And, like, super early, we were talking about those really exciting teams and I just, like, wanted to get home and talk about the, you know, even even as low as the Raiders and, and the Broncos and, yeah, the Dolphins the did Tigers. not excite me. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Tigers are on the improve. I'm there. Maybe, maybe we can talk about the from the Tigers today. the Tigers. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was because of me, actually. I just couldn't stop talking about them. <laughs> Good shout. Guys, if you're um if you're if you're watching on YouTube and you're yet to subscribe, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate your support as we grow the channel. Um you know, obviously uh you, you subscribing and liking and turning on those notifications so that you make sure that you get uh any of our future episodes is gonna be key to make sure you stay on top of all than NRL Supercoach news, as well as the AFL. The boys over at the AFL Supercoach uh, and Molten Fantasy Sports are doing a stellar job over there. So if you're into that cross-code stuff and you like trying to pick the ball up off the ground for 65 minutes a game, make sure to check them out as well. I actually watched one of their podcasts the other day, and I was super surprised that they didn't have a mullet or two kids called Darcy each. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll enjoy that. Um, I, I agree with you, mate. If I, if I was wanting to watch them, a bunch of blokes run around and try and pick the ball up off the ground um, for, for 60, 70 minutes. I'd watch a prison film. So, yeah. um, mate, let's move on. We're moving into hookers. Um, the ladies <laughs> of the night. We've got a fair few to talk about. So, um, mate, we're going to talk through the top six owned, I think, to kick this off because obviously there's some very, very uh, enticing options and it's grabbed a lot of people across the Supercoach community. So let's talk through the top six owned. And the first one for me, I'll kick us off, is is uh, Brandon Smith. Now, Brandon Smith is 50.8% owned. Not Brandon Cheese, Brandon Smith. Brandon Cheese, 58.8% owned and very, very well earned, personally. Um, in games where he's played over 80 minutes, uh, or sorry, over 50 minutes, he averages 58 <laughs> points. So his career PPMs around that one PPM mark, which is insane for for a hooker. That's a very very quality number. We don't need him to even play eighty, Matty. But if, if he plays yeah. sixty, he's very very relevant at his price. And he's, we're getting him at a forty five average. It's insane. He should have been one of your first people added. And if he's not, just look at your team again. Honestly, like let's not overthink it. Don't try and any pod a 470k guy, any pod an 800k guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, everyone's looking at it and going, "Oh, Jack Turpin's on the bench, the bowl cut king. He's he's gonna he's gonna take some minutes from Brandon Smith." But we also remember that Brandon Smith can play lock. He can play through the middle, and I think he will do that this year. I think that when Turpin comes on, either Smith shifts to lock. Or he takes a little bit of a breather and comes back at lock and then will relieve Turpin after that little 20-minute stint and play the rest of the game at hooker. So there's a lot of options for cheese there. I think you're silly to I move tuned, without him. I actually tuned out there for a second. I think you just need to remember that Jake Turpin isn't very good at football. You do. You do. But I think people need a, a very thick reminder as to how good Brandon Smith is as well. Because yeah. we're trying to think about, oh, can this person steal minutes? We don't need him to play 80. <laughs> 
We don't. We just need him to play 60. If he plays 60 minutes a game, mate, you take that to the bank and he's going to make 100 to 150K. And when he gets to that point where he's 620,000, you can upgrade him to a Robson. You can upgrade him to a Fallen Grant. You can upgrade him to a Damien Cook if he falls. Um, You've got so many options in that premium hooker realm. And we need to also remember that before we talk about this, hooker is not a high upside position. You're not going to get your 120s to 130s to 150s from a hooker position. You're going to get your 60s to 80 or 90. And and obviously, you'll get the odd 100 from guys like Harry Grant that have high ceilings. But yep. at the end of the day, if you're if you're spending 800 plus thousand on any position in Supercoach, you want 100 pluses. You want centuries. You don't want 70s and 80s, which I think will probably happen if you end up spending big at hooker. <coughs> and that's the truth. Can can I ask you a question? Like, I am really happy to spend a bit of time talking at a bloke that, about a bloke that's 50% owned. I could talk half the podcast because, you know, all the other blokes combined are probably 50% owned. But if Connor Watson was on the bench, would that change what you think about Brandon Cheese? No. No, because he still needs 60 minutes. At the end of the day, when Connor Watson comes back, guess who drops off the bench? Jake Turpin. So the same scenario applies here if it was Connor Watson or if it was Jake Turpin. Um, Connor Watson, if anything, is probably more relevant playing at lock than he is playing at hooker. He did it last year. They used him at lock last year. They used him through the middle. So the same thing applies. The same, Exactly the same thinking that we're talking about here applies. It, you just need to substitute Connor Watson in for Jake Turpin. No, I agree with you. Don't get too spicy with it. Add Brandon Smith in your team. Um, yeah, let's move to the second most owned player. And he's a cheapie, Ray Stone, and he's 31% owned. I think if he gets that starting lock roll at the Dolphins, he's a must. He's had 1.1 PPM the last couple seasons off the bench for Para. He has the motor to play big minutes in the middle and is an absolute workhorse. I uh, prefer him in the second row forward due to only having two hookers. Um, but, yeah, just really love the pick if he gets a starting gig. Uh, the only game he played 80 minutes in the last two years was against Penrith. And, um, yeah, and he scored above 60, I think, if I remember. So, yeah. Yeah, he what scored do, what do you 54 think? tackles in that game. Yeah, 54 right. tackles and he scored 60, I think it was. So, like, the guy just loves getting down and dirty. I think we saw him at the trial on the weekend for anybody who watched the Dolphins game and the bloke was covered in blood at the end of the game. Just loves getting into the thick of it. No, 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 their jerseys are red. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. My, my fault. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's okay. No. I, look, the hard thing is I don't see him starting. I see maybe Tom Gilbert might get that 13 role. He might get that 13 jersey. Um, it, it's it's going to be tricky, but it's a very uh, – what was that? Robbie K. Watch this space. We're still yet mm. to get that – we're yet to get that sound bite, but we need to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Ray Stone's a bench player. I feel like he's going to come off the bench. He's going to be impact. He's going to be that guy they're going to rely on to bring the energy up in the squad throughout the middle of the field. Um, throughout that probably 25 to 60-minute phase of the game. Um, but if he does start at lock, yeah, spot on. He's a, he's a must-have. I don't think Tom Gilbert's an 80-minute player, and that's – I don't – I'm presuming – I don't even know salary cap IRL, but I'm presuming that they had to pay Tom Gilbert a lot to come away from a great side like the Cowboys to come and play, you know, for the wooden spoon at the Dolphins, so I don't think – I don't see them bringing Tom Gilbert off the bench for race, though. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Tom – so I'm looking – I'm trying to find Tom Gilbert's um, contract as we as we talk real quick, but unfortunately I cannot find it. He's on a three-year deal, so it's an extended deal. It's not a little quick contract. It's an extended deal. Um, but when I typed in Tom Gilbert into Google, it's come up with some bloke that plays in the NFL. So we're gonna, we, do, we digress. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's going to come down to this week's trial, keeping a very close eye on Ray Stone. Or Robbie K, watch this space, straight on Ray Stone. So yep. the biggest talking point, the third most owned hooker and the most expensive hooker in the competition is Harry Grant. Do you have Harry Grant in your side right now? No. I've never had Harry Grant in my side. Not this I year. I have. Um, I think the concern for me is the fact that he's 816000 and what you can get for your money for 816000 in other positions like halfback, second row, um, 5'8", and fullback 
is a much higher average and a much bigger chance for you to go large in that position than what you're going to get from Harry Green. He does have the yep. highest ceiling as a hooker. So let's not forget that he is probably going to be the best hooker. I feel like Robson could match him this year, but I feel like he will be the highest scoring hooker uh, as an av- from an average perspective um, throughout the year. But the one thing we need to think about with Grant is that the, when we get to round nine through to round 20, origin is a factor and he will rest and he will rest a lot of games through that period. So when you get to round nine, if he averages 100 up to round nine, there's a good chance his average drops 75 to 70 when he gets to round 20. So are you getting your value for money? If you want to start with Grant, I'd be moving him round nine. What about yourself? Is, is he a guy you would trade out when you get to that point? Oh, if I owned him, I would trade him out when he gets to that point because he's just not going to be playing a lot of football. I expect the Storm to be not worried about dropping out of the top eight because I believe them to have solidified their spot. They could rest Harry Grant through that period. Harry Grant is going to be playing Origin. He is the best hooker in the game. Yeah. No. I think you could have him, get him out. I think he's only going to – like, he might only play, what, four or five games through that period with their buyers? Like, I can't have 816K sitting on my bench. Not a chance. Not a chance. He's a guy you would get and then you would trade him, which is fine. You can do that. And obviously, then you're going to get your value for money in the first nine rounds because the Storm have a pretty big run. They've got a decent buy. Um, can he be? And, and the, the one stat that absolutely screams out to me with Harry Green is the fact that he had 16 try assists. It was he was top six in the league last year in try assists as a hooker. Can he back that up? Can he get 16 try assists again? I'd, I'd probably say that he can't. But in saying that. We need to also remember that the Storm have a lot less go forward uh, in the forward pack. You've lost guys like Felice Kafusi, Jesse Bromwich. I know they're obviously getting on and they're, they're progressing into the forward part of their career, but they're, they're also quality players. They know how to make some meters. They know how to get forward. They know how to get a quick play the ball. And Harry Grant obviously benefits from a quick play the ball. You've got two edges that are very inexperienced in Trent Loyero and Aliasa Katoa. So how much good field position is Harry Grant actually going to have in that first eight to nine rounds? So it's, it's yeah, 24.3% owned. I'd also call that an antipod if you went against him at this point because he's very, very popular. And let's face it, 24% of the Supercoach community probably take this seriously, maybe 40 to 50%, but that's more than, that's essentially the equivalent of half of the Supercoach community going in on Harry Grant at hooker. And I'm probably happy to go against that at this point. I don't see him being worth that much more than 816k. When I start the year, I want to get blokes to work my way up to a bloke that's 816k. I know there's a lot of things that can be said for set and forget, ride the wave, you know, just sit there, trade him out, trade him back in. Like, why not get the bloke with upside and step up? I will own Harry Grant at some stage throughout this year. It's just not going to be week one. I honestly will say that I'll own him in week 20. Uh, So I'll grab him for the run home, and I'll be more than happy to grab him for the run home, hopefully at about 200K discount. I'll pick him up at 600, 650, and uh, he can take me to eternal glory, and I can pick up the 50K. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Harry Grant. Perfect. And I think with things like that, um, somebody at work once said to me, sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. So save a bit of money on Harry Grant. Pump up in your fullback, your your higher tier positions for me, the ones with the upside, the ones that are going to ton up every, not every week because that's not viable, but the ones that are going to ton up a lot more than hookers. Like, yeah, I think it's silly starting with Harry Grant. Did you uh, did you see Tommy Turbo in 2021? He turned up every week, so <laughs> he did. Uh, he did. Could be could be a sneaky option. That could be enough talking about the Wizard. Uh, we're going to the fourth highest owned, uh, which is Tanner Boyd at the Titans. He's 384K. He's 20% owned. Um, he's straight in my side as soon as he was tipped to be linking up with Fafita. Uh, just a bit of a saving in that in that halfback position. Um, he's a great goal kicker. I think I saw a stat that he's a better goal kicker than Hazem, Amel- Hazem El-Mazari. 
Um, yeah, it's over eighty percent. Yeah, he's averaged fifty-eight in the final six rounds of twenty twenty-two. Um, kicks a lot of goals. Oh, he's priced. Look, running at halfback for the Titans, he was locked in. He's running at halfback for Matrix Reloaded too, but he does have that hooker jewel if you want to go that way and save at hooker. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, lock. Lock. Has to be. I mean, uh, so I've got him in hooker at the moment because personally I want to spend big in the halves and the 5-8. The so I've, at the, I, I won't spoil it. I won't talk about who I have in those positions. I'll wait for that positional pod uh, to release. But, yeah, he, he is currently one of my two hookers. I've got Brandon Smith and I've got Tanner Boyd. So 384K, goal kicker, the halfback inside, David Fafida, who is the most damaging second row in the game. And I'll continue to say it over and over again until the cows come home. No one compares to David Fafita when he's on. And he's in a contract year. We've talked about this, and we'll talk about it again when we talk about the second row pod. But you can't not have the inside halfback on David Fafita's side. So, yeah, he's locked in. He's, he's me, 20% owned, should be 50. Mate, Reed Marnie is number five. Actually, we've got a bit oh. of a tie. We're going to say there's a little bit of a, um, a, a tie going on here. Um We've got Reed Marnie and Josh Hodgson at 10% owned. Very, very different players. Very I don't different know. Do you, do you want me to be negative about Reed Marnie or negative about Josh Hodgson? Uh, mate, you can be negative about both because I am. <laughs> I think that Reed Marnie at Bulldogs, when he played at the Bulldogs, he, he played well up the guts. So when you watch a Bulldogs game last year, when you got off the back of that quick play the ball and he got to move around the ruck, uh, obviously take advantage of the players around the ruck, um, the slow forwards around the ruck that were in it uh, at marker, he was incredible. One of the best in the game uh, at uh, basically taking advantage of that quick play the ball. But when the Bulldog, uh, sorry, when the um, when the Eels played up them, uh, when they played laterally, sorry, he struggled. He looked a little bit lost. He, he didn't really know where to go with the ball. He was looking for that quick play of the ball, and I think that's what he takes advantage of. But when he was at the Eels, when they played laterally, he looked lost and he, and he struggled. And the Bulldogs, if you go back and look at the Bulldogs last year, they played laterally a lot. They play left to right. They play right to left. They very rarely go up the middle. So can Marnie influence the way that this team attacks the football? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And, and look, to be honest, when we talk about the difference between NRL Supercoach and NRL Fantasy, there's, there's, there's merit to take Reed Marnie, considering base stats are very important when we talk about NRL Fantasy. But, mate, Supercoach, a 10% earn, that's pretty much – that that's ludicrous. You, you've got four pretty good options there, aside from Reed Marnie, and a couple of them are cheaper. So, um, it's a yeah, that's a straight no. I'd have Reed Marnie in my real-life team. I wouldn't have him in my super coach team. Yeah, I just I just don't know where this is coming from. It might just be casuals that are watching, but this is 574k wasted. There is no upside, there is only downside. It's just not going to get you anywhere. Yep. Agreed. 574 at 10%, that's insane. So let's move on. That's 574,000 you've just wasted thrown down the um, <laughs> thrown into the bin. So, mate, Josh Josh Hodson is also 385k that you've wasted. There's 20. Oh, at least you 20%, at least you saved 200k. Twenty <laughs> percent of super coaches own either Reed Marnie or Josh Hodson, or both, oh. which is incredibly oh, scary. That's worse. I hate this pick. I hate it. I hate it so much. And the reason I hate it is because Josh Josh Hodson has not been super coach relevant since 2016. Like, when you look back at his stats from 2016, he averaged maybe 59. But there's no way he averages more than 50 this year. No way. We just watched, and we were lucky before this. Hop, we hopped on this pod, we were lucky to watch the Parramatta Eels this in the trial game before we hopped on here. I don't know whether you watched it, Matty, or not, but he just looked slow and he looked unfit and he just looked a little bit underdone. Actually, no, I'm sorry, I'm being kind. He looked very underdone. Um, his job at Parramatta Eels will be get the ball in Mitchell Moses or Dylan Brown's hands at all costs all the time. He will be not as doing anything other than that. That's right. And he won't be doing anything else other than that. He showed us today in that trial that he won't be doing anything else other than that. He'll make a few tackles through the middle. And that's kind of it. So uh, when you're talking about hooker and you've got options like Tanner Boyd and Brandon Smith uh, that are – what, correct me if I'm wrong, Smith's 100K extra. I'm more than happy to take that at probably a 30K, well, probably 100K uptick minimum. Um, 
yeah, sorry, he's an injury risk. There's a lot going on there. Fat fade for me. So Tanner Boyd is the same price. Tanner Boyd is actually cheaper. Put that into perspective. If I am spending close to 400K, I'm okay with cash generation. Yes, I love cash generation, but I wouldn't feel comfortable ever putting Josh Hodgson in my team to generate points. I'm okay with putting Tanner Boyd in my team to generate points. And you know what? If you can save 1K and get Tanner Boyd, I'm doing that. Yeah, massive. He's in my team. He's not going. Tanner Boyd's an absolute no-brainer. Absolute. You, but, you can't you can't fade him, and you can't take Josh Hodgson on the top of it. You just can't. No. No. I just We just completed, and maybe I just didn't prep well for this, but we just completed the top six most owned players at the hooker position, and Reese Robson wasn't mentioned. This is absolutely bonkers with that draw and his upside and, like, the fact that he can just, I hope, bridge the gap to a Harry Grant. Like, what are these people doing? Let's talk, So let's move to him because he's at the third highest priced hooker. But I might leave him to, to you because you've obviously looked a lot at Robson. Do you want to give us a rundown on him? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we can skip Harry Grant at the most premium, premium priced hooker. I think we've touched him effectively. But Reese Robson... He, I added him, and I haven't looked to change him. Yes, you're sitting here, you're tweaking with your teams, and you're like, oh, I wonder if I could get an extra 100K. I'm not with Reese Robson. Um, he's going to be the second-best hooker this year. He's not going to lose your money. Uh, Cowboys have that amazing draw as well as he's really quite attacking, attacking reliant. He can get over the line. Um, it all plays into his favor because I think the Cowboys are going to be up in a lot of these early games. I think he's probably going to be in the origin squad, maybe low on the list and may not play a couple rounds in there, but that doesn't worry me. Like Harry Grant's probably going to play five games in that middle 10 games of the season. Mate, he, yeah, I'd, um, yeah, I'd want him in my team. I have him in my team. I locked him into my team. He's there. I've been very open about the fact that Reese Robson will be or, or could be the highest scoring hooker. Now, I'm obviously taking into consideration that Harry Grant will be playing a lot less games this year. So in comparison to last year, <laughs> Harry Grant played 20 games. Uh, Reese Robson played 24. So obviously Grant had a higher um, average and he scored five more points than Reese Robson all year last year. So... We need to keep that in mind, is that these guys that are going to be playing Origin, like Damian Cook, who we'll talk about in a second. We've got Harry Grant. Uh, Reese Robson might, but I don't think he will. Now, you've got an extra three, four, five games pending rests with Robson in your team, as opposed to then looking at Grant and Cook. So um, would I rather look at a hooker that will probably end up playing a lot of games through the middle of the year? Absolutely, I would. But you've got to time the trade right if you're going to go from Harry Grant to Robson, which is probably your best bet. If, if honestly, you're going to go from a premium guy into a guy like Robson uh, or a guy we'll talk about soon enough in the in that premium price range, you need to trade them at the right time to maximise the amount of points you're going to score through that period. Yeah, of course saying that you're going to trade them at the right time makes a lot of sense. But I think with the Cowboys draw, it's... It's about moving from Robson to Harry Grant at some stage throughout the year, probably late in the year after those first 13 games for the Cowboys. He could be worth 800K and you don't. And and Harry Grant plays three games after Origin, plays 20 minutes, they're up 12, and uh, and doesn't step, his, step back into the park and he drops in price. I think it's madness not having him. And I can't believe he's 7% owned and I'm talking about him as an antipod. I expected to look and he'd be 20% owned at the start of the year by the time we got to these pods. I think people are looking at the amount of tries he scored last year, to be honest, and they're probably going, oh, I don't know whether he can do that again. He absolutely can with the draw that the Cowboys have. So, yeah. yeah that, There's going to be a lot of tries coming from the Cowboys. There will be. There will be. Um, mate, Damian Cook we skipped over. He's cost 790000 at 2.4% owned. Oh, 
I started with Damian Cook last year as opposed to Harry Grant, and it actually played well because Damian Cook was one of the only players that I held for the whole season. I, I think when I looked at the end of my team, I think I maybe carried two or three players for the whole season. Taumalolo was one, Damian Cook was another. I can't remember the third one. Um, but if you're looking for a pod option to Harry Grant, I don't. I really don't hate it. Two point four percent. Now, obviously, when we're thinking about playing, paying 790000 at a certain position, you want to make sure that you're going to get premium. You want to make sure you're going to get a 70-plus average as a minimum. There's no Saliva Havili on the bench anymore, we need to remember, because he's gone down injured. I'm not quite sure whether um, Blake Taff, who looks like he's going to play that 14 role, will be in a position to take on that those bench minutes at hooker. I don't know whether they're going to rest him. I feel like they're probably going to rely on Cook to play the 80 minutes again. He's probably one of the last 80-minute hookers in the competition at the moment, um, aside from a couple of younger guys we'll talk about soon. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He averaged three points less per game than Harry Grant last season. Like, if you really want to go with a pod and you think that there's upside there, he scored eight tries and eight tries this last year. There's good attacking upside. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. And I think the Rabbitohs will go okay this year. What are your thoughts on Cook? I hate the Rabbitohs draw. I hate the Damien pick hook. Ugh, the Damien Cook pick. I actually hate it. I just think if he was 600K, I'd be looking at him. If he was 650K, I'm not spending 790K for a poor man's Harry Grant. Sorry. <laughs> Mate, take us to the next one. We've got a few premium picks here. Oh, I know you want to have a chat about this, gentlemen. Um, and people probably should be concerned about Appy moving to the Tigers. But in saying that, he's been named the captain of the team. Um, he's going to play big minutes. He had a 64 average last year, played Origin, uh, obviously due to form. He's a fantastic player. Um yeah, uh, his lowest base was a 40. Look, I think the concern is his role coming to the Tigers, and I think that got alleviated when he got named captain. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I feel like he'll play 60-plus minutes. I don't know whether he plays 80. Even though they've named him as captain, that doesn't mean he's going to play 80 minutes. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about the minutes he plays. But at the end of the day, he had a 64 average last season. He didn't play 80 minutes last season for Panthers either. He had Mitch Kenny that played through either the start or played through the middle of the game, and then he came back on fresh. Um, you know how much attacking upside Appy has. Um, you saw what he did at the Panthers, and, and it doesn't matter what team you're on when you're that attacking-minded. Um, obviously, when you come down to the, the go forward from the forwards, that matters for a hooker. But I, I feel like if he's close to the line and he has a sniff, mate, he's diving over. There's, there's no stopping Appy Coruscant. So 678, it's a no personally for me. That's just exactly the same price as Reese Robson. So I'd much rather Reese Robson's upside when we're talking about the Cowboys draw as a comparison to going to the Wooden Spooners from last season. But in saying that, I don't dislike Coruscant, but I think he needs to drop under 600K for me to look at him. Good football player, not someone I'm looking at for Supercoach, and actually 5% owned. Like when Robson's 7% owned. 
like I know I've just talked about Robson every time we've mentioned a player here, but we're talking about guys that are this guy's price. And yeah, I don't know how you would, uh, maybe there's just a lot of Tigers fans out there. Could be. And, and look, there's excitement about the Tigers this year. Like, let's, uh, There's a narrative there. Tim Sheens comes back. Benji Marshall's the captain. Oh, this is amazing. No, it's a pass. No. For, and I'm a Tigers fan. So, it, you know, if you're looking at Appy, I'd probably look elsewhere. He's got the lowest base out of the top five premium hookers this season um, at 40 in base. So, it, yeah, there's definitely better options, mate. But take us on for the next one because I, I reckon these next couple of picks could be worth talking about. Yeah, um, heading into 80-minute hookers, uh, Blake Braley from the from the Sharks, not to be com- you know confused with his brother at the at the Knights. Um, he had a 58 average in 2022, and I actually had a friend who had Blake in his team, and he was he, you know had him in as a keeper. 58 average, three tries, 12 try assists, absolute machine. Um, Still played 80 a lot of weeks because McInnes was coming through the middle or they were covering, you know, whoever did the high tackle for that week from the uh, from the Sharks and got suspended for a while. But, yeah, played 80 minutes, 42 base. Yeah, look, he's, he's a good pick and he's a bit cheaper than a lot of these other guys we're talking about at 680. Sharks are going to be good again this year. Let's <laughs> Absolutely. I reckon he could exceed 700K this year. I like Blake Braley as a pick. More so in draft, I think, than when we're talking about classic because there's way too many good options at hooker. Uh, If you're going to spend up and you're going to spend that kind of cash like we have, and we'll probably preface this by saying everybody else that we talk about here that is in the premium range, if you're going to spend that kind of cash, there are better options. But he had 42 base and he had a 12 create average. So when we're talking about that, we're looking at 54 pretty consistently. Uh, and then obviously there's attacking upside off the back of that. We're not taking into consideration when we talk about the the 54 as any sort of attacking points at all. So um, yeah, I don't I don't hate it. I, I like Blake Braley. I reckon he can take a step up in that shark side this season. But yeah, there, there's better options I think. Um, which look, I, I mean, when I say better options, I would have loved a good segue, but I don't have one. Um, we're going to move into the next guy that's priced at 6'10", which is Jeremy Marshall King, which an absolute please do not, God, no. I, I wish I had the media for it where, um, where I think it was uh, Will Ferrell in um, uh, Wedding Crashes, but uh, it's it's a no. Wait, anybody who goes to, to Wayne Bennett's team uh, is where hookers go to die. And unfortunately, that's the truth. You look at the drop-off when Damian Cook was under good old Uncle Wayne over at the Rabbits. He just completely went missing for a couple of years there. And I expect... How relevant was Andrew McCulloch? Yeah, correct. How super coach relevant was Andrew McCulloch? Good player. Yeah, not exactly super coach relevant. And remember how he was at the Broncos? He was a demon. Mate, you would have yeah. you would have put him in your team every day of the week. Um, Brendan uh, McCulloch. I was going to say Brendan McCullum from Cricket, <laughs> cricket in my head. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, but Andrew McCulloch, he would have been in your team every day of the week for sure at the Broncos, and then as soon as he went um, over to St George, he kind of went missing. So yeah, everybody yeah. who goes to Wayne Bennett's teams go to die as a hooker, and it'll be exactly the same for JMK. Unfortunately, because I think he's really talented, but not a look this year. Yeah, um, are Jaden and Blake Braley twins? Um, but let's have a chat about <laughs> Jaden anyway. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I see him as a bit of a pod, don't you? Well, I mean, the fact that he's 0.8% owned tells me that no one's looking at him at all. So, yeah, I'm a fan. I like I like Jaden more than Blake, to be honest with you. Yep. Is, is it because of the 10K or is it because uh, Newcastle might take some no. strides, strides forward? I think it's because of the first three rounds initially when they versed New Zealand Warriors, West Tigers and Dolphins. <laughs> They've got yep. the three best rounds to start the season out of any comp- any team in the comp. You know, we talk about the Cowboys and how good their draw is, but we also forget to talk about the fact that I, the Newcastle Knights draw is elite in the first three rounds. I know that they're not a good team. I know that they're probably going to struggle, but with Braley, he's probably one of the best on their team. So I feel like they'll rely on him a lot, attacking and defense, uh, to get in that work. So, And also, uh, the final four games of last year, he scored 72, 66, 71, 82. 
and he played 80 minutes and made 40-plus tackles in every single one of those games. I like it. I like it more than Blake. I actually feel like he could be a guy that if you want to fade a guy like uh, Robson or, or one of the higher picks, I feel like Jaden Braley could probably be the next guy you look at. Yeah, and I feel like it's something I'd look at if those blokes were... Like, if Robson was 20% owned, if Cook was 20% owned, you know, it could be a really good pod. I'm not worried about Kurt Mann on the bench. He's going to play in the middle. Um, but, yeah, I think he's more of a draft player. Like, if he's sitting there in the eighth round, you can get tremendous value out of this bloke. You've missed out on Harry Grant. You've used all your picks to get, you know, those those great fullbacks, those great center wingers, uh, and you're sitting there and you need a hooker and ten of them's off the board and this guy's here, get him. Yeah, he won't be round eight. People will be picking him up round five, six. Um, yeah, there you go. But yeah, if he's there, if he's there, you've got to take him. Hundred percent, you've got to take him. You, I, I feel like Hook is one of those positions you fade this year because of the minimal upside. But in saying that, if you've got a guy that drops a few rounds, you, you've got to obviously grab him up. So, um, Reed Marnie, we've already talked about. He's our eighth highest price when we talk about premiums, mate. The, the last one I want to talk about is Lachlan Croker. Um, when we've got Seabold coming into this squad, there's so much of a lottery going on. It's not It's not funny. Yeah, we just don't know what's going to happen, whether you're going to play him 80. Like, obviously, he's played 80 under Dez. Does he play 80 Dylan Walker's again? gone, isn't he? He is. He's gone to the Warriors. Um, so who plays on the bench at Manly? Um, we're unsure. They commonly go for a four-forward bench. So it'll be interesting to see what Seabold has in store there. Could be an 80-minute watch. Simple as that. He's a guy that you wouldn't start with, but he's a guy you definitely look at and you, you keep in mind moving forward if one of the top premium hookers probably doesn't perform as expected in the first two rounds and you want to try and find some cash elsewhere. You look at Lockwood Croker. How do you feel? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I um, Again, maybe one of those draft picks because you only get two hookers. If we had four hookers, a lot of these guys would be a lot more relevant, but I can... I can't see me myself owning Lachlan Croker, probably ever. And I think you're trying to outthink the room a little bit if you're going with Croker or Marnie or one of these guys. Like you, you just need to lock in Brandon Smith as one of them, and you need to lock in probably Tanner Boyd as the other. If you if you go on premium in the halves, otherwise you throw Tanner Boyd in the halves and you pick up Harry Grant or, or someone like that. That's that's probably yep. the way that you need to go in classic. Um, premiums are done, mate. So yeah. Take us into the mid-range. Yeah, let's go in. Mid-range metrics here. Um, yeah, we'll start with Brandon Smith. Obviously, it speaks for itself. It's 50% owned. You want him in your team. Tanner Boyd, I personally don't have him at hooker. I can see merit to having him at hooker. Um, but either way, have him in your team. The next one, uh, we're going, yeah, deep to uh, this year's Wooden Spooners, the Dragons, uh, to Jacob Little, 467K. Um, I do like him as a bit of a pod. Uh, it, it is hard to go there. He is a little bit of an awkward price. Like, you're not going super cheap, but you're definitely not in that primo range. Um, but, yeah, Moses Embai could push on the bench, but with the way that Hook plays, who knows? Uh, Hook could be gone in week four too, and Jacob Little gets an 80-minute roll and plays tremendously and makes you 150K. And next year we're talking about Jacob Little like we're talking about the the Braley brothers. Um, the round one buy makes it hard to see where he's going to finish. If you're adding him, it's going to be after Hook goes, I think. Um, yeah, anything to touch on there? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that's one of Rob's favourites, I think. The mid-price mania. Have that dance go. Um, yeah, it was good. I'll show you again next pod when we talk about mid-price maniacs. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, when you look at all of these players, Jacob Little, when we talk about mid-range, is my pick because he's 467. So when we talk about mid-range, just for everybody obviously listening or watching on YouTube, we're talking about guys that are between that four to 600K range. Um, now... Oh, it's, I mean, I mean, look, when, when we look at Jacob Little, he's on the worst team in the comp. He's, uh, he's a good price. He's a very enticing price, but he's also come across from the Tigers. So are we getting a, a, a look at this guy and, and can he be any better this year? I don't know whether he can. He's also, coming from the, the big, Tigers, he's going to have a career year. Yeah, actually, to be fair, that usually happens. 
<laughs> I know that's that's why I'm throwing it in. Yeah, I don't. Off. I don't okay, like so to cut you up. off, but that was that was extremely important to say that anyone take coming him, from the Tigers has a better him. year. Yep. Yeah, no you have to pick him. That's that's fair. Um, the one concern I have for him is that we've got a round one buy, so it, his position in this team isn't contended. There's no one that's going to come into this team at the starting hooker position in the nine and going to take his spot. He is the nine. He will start as the nine. Uh, unless Hook doesn't like being employed. Um, I feel like he's probably one of the most solid players in this team. You know he's going to come in in round two and he's going to be the number nine. Um, in saying that, look, you, you probably don't want to sit with a hooker that's on a buy in round one unless you've got Harry Grant that's starting. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's better <laughs> options. And, look, probably everybody applies when we're talking mid-range here. Every single player that we're going to talk about applies when I'm talking about making sure that you don't try and outthink the room, making sure that you don't, uh, unless you're a casual player, you don't care about winning, but you want to win the thousand dollar prize one week and you want to get the highest score of the week. Maybe you go Jacob Little against a, you know, a pretty ordinary squad or something. And maybe he scores a double or something. I don't know. What worries me um, is there's other... no teams worse than the dragons. So yeah, that's right. Exactly. So maybe he might verse, um, who are we saying? Dolphins. Maybe, maybe there's a game where he versus the dolphins and you want to win the thousand bucks and maybe dives over for a couple of cheap tries. Well, you know, you don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but no, it's it's a pass from me um, initially. But I, I, look, I don't hate him as a pod. If you if you want to get spicy, go for it. But I don't think it's worth getting spicy in this position, to be honest. So take us we, into the next one. Yeah, so we played the Titans podcast a fair bit earlier due to where they finished in the ladder. And Aaron Clark at 494K seems to have cemented a bit of a decent spot in the Titans. And he's got a massive work rate. And I actually said, I think it's madness having him in your team because it looked like he was going to come off the bench. And they did intermittently use him off the bench last year. Um, But if he's going to start at lock, um, yeah, he's a guy that you should look at. I don't think he's a guy that you should ever look at in the hooker role due to, you know, some of the options that you get here. But, yeah, I can see merit to him being your second or third best uh, second rower. That's hot. Yeah. He's in my NRL fantasy side at the moment. Um, yeah, right. He's not in my super coach side, but he's in my fantasy side. He's got good base stats. Good base. Uh, there was a run. I don't remember whether you whether you remember that he there was a run where he, I think he started four or five games in a row at lock last year for the Gold Coast Titans, and he actually played really well and accumulated some good stats. Um, absolutely not at the hooker position. Please do not put him in at hooker. There are way too many good other options in, in hooker, but in the in the two RF, we know that there are um, much, I suppose, less or – sorry, I should rephrase that. There are more options as opposed to two in hooker. So um, I'd be looking at Aaron Clark in the hooker, uh, in the two RF position personally if, if we were looking at Aaron Clark at all. But it's going to be a very close watch this weekend in the trials to see how he plays and what kind of minutes he gets. Yeah, and he's only 1% owned, which he was higher owned – and then it seems that he's been named in this position and somehow everyone's pulled him out of his team because they're worried about him being on the bench. Like, yeah, he could be a great pod because of that. Everybody's hopped off the horse. Everyone's forgot about him. People don't watch Titans games. Yeah. Don't mind it. But, don't mind it yeah, at all. we've already touched on Josh Hodgson. Um, but how about your boy Tom Starling? We're playing a bit of Ricky Roulette I love this Tom year. Starling. I love him. I love him. I love Tom Starling. He was a guy that was very, very popular last year when he went through that 80-minute phase for whatever it was, like two or three rounds during Ricky Roulette season. Um, Mate, if he got 80 minutes, he would be in my team. I said this in the Raiders pod, but unfortunately there's way too many mouths to feed in Canberra. Um, How many – I think they've got – what? They've got Danny Levi out there now. Is Is that right? Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, Danny they've got Levi, Danny Levi. Got... Zach Wilford played minutes last year. Yeah, it's a bit of a shamozzle. No, no. You've got three hookers that are supposed to fit into two spots, and ideally there's no way you're taking a guy at hooker that's going to play 40 or 50 minutes um, unless you're Brandon Smith. So, no. Or unless he's he... 200K. Like, he's, he's still – we're still talking about it in the mid-range. Like... So when you're talking 200K, we can probably move straight into our cheapies then because that's a, the perfect segue into talking about Sonny Luke. Yeah, let's do it. Go for it. You you sell me on him because at the moment he's 8.8% owned, 234, which is pretty much basement price. So what do you think? Yeah, if, 
if I could have more than two hookers, I'd be all up in Sonny Luke's grill. Unfortunately, I don't have any space after these other blokes. And I want points from the hooking spot. And there's a lot of question marks around that. I originally said that I wanted Mitch Kenny in my team. And uh, they're both 8% owned, weirdly enough, because um, you just don't know what way it's going to go. I thought Mitch Kenny would be playing that sort of 50, 55 minutes role and Sonny Luke would be that that utility that provided the, the spark. But the way everything's been looking, it looks like Sonny Luke's going to play a lot of minutes. Mitch Kenny's going to play maybe that 20-minute role. And uh, and he's he's the third cheapie on our list, so we may as well... We may as well cover a bit. He's a meat and potatoes footballer. Yeah, he's a meat and potatoes footballer. He's going to make a lot of tackles, um, but he's even at 310K, he's not going to come into any super coach relevance. He might go up 30K and you've wasted a position in one, a really important position this year. So the word is from Tommy Sankster, the OG super coach guru, is that Sonny, so Sonny Luke is actually going to probably see 50 plus minutes this year. So Mitch Kenny is going to play exactly the same role as he played last year with Abby Kosau. So the idea is that Mitch Kenny comes out, gets the sting out of the game. He plays the first 20 to 25 minutes. And then Sonny Luke comes in and plays 55 and, and I guess utilizes those tired forwards around the ruck and he, and he kind of, uh, I guess plays a bit more attacking football. Um, at 234K, I don't mind it if it plays like that, but there's no way in the world I'm taking a risk on a guy that's priced at that mark when he's job-sharing with Mitch Kenny. I feel like he's probably a watch. He's a wait-and-see because he's an easy downgrade. Imagine if Sonny Luke comes out and goes 50, um, 50 60, 65, 70 in the first three, four rounds, and uh, you've got a guy that's fading or struggling or you're taking Reese Robson and he didn't end up what he was or, or you took Blake Braley or Jaden Braley and their workload was down or whatever, you could easily downgrade to Sonny Luke and use your cash elsewhere then. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad you shouted out the three people who have Blake and um, the other Braley in their teams. So, yeah, thankful <laughs> there. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah maybe right. Brandon Smith gets 40 and – he all he is is a facilitator that makes tackles and he gets the ball to Luke Keary every chance he gets. Of course, that's such an easy downgrade. I just don't think you need to waste that pivotal position at the hooker to start. Yeah. Last two cheekies, man. Oh, look, uh, I'm not a fan. Daniel Levi, we already spoke about. You've got it, Starling and Woodford already that are in favour at Canberra. No thanks. Absolute trap city. I'm not, there's no way I'm going there. Jaden Sullivan, I actually had him in my team pick a team. I don't know whether I'm embarrassed or not. I think I am a little bit embarrassed about having him there. This was about four weeks ago, mind you, before I did too much research, but he's touch and go for round one. He's going to be playing in the trial this weekend, so I assume that he's going to probably fit into their round one team, or sorry, round two team, considering they have the bye. Um, but he's an absolute fade for now. I, I'd rather fade a hooker. Um yeah, at 319k, there's way too many good options. At 58, even then, I don't know whether I'd like to use him at 58, considering there were Dewey and Burton in there. What are your thoughts? On yeah, Sullivan? and at the start, I didn't have Dewey and Burton, and that's also when I had Sullivan in my team. And I thought, you know, maybe they're not going to be that bad. Maybe he's going to generate 100k, and you just don't play him on the bench. You generate that money and use him as a stepping stone. But yeah, he's he's been banged up. I looked at the Dragon squad, and, yeah, he's not going to be in my team. Yeah, I mean, we've made our thoughts clear on how we feel about the Dragons this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mate, last but not least, before we wrap up the hookers, I think we've touched on everybody relevant this year. Who are your two hookers that you're running with to start the season at the moment? Cheese and Reese Robson, straight up. I've, nice. I've had okay. that since day one, and it is one of those positions that I have not touched. I'm extremely confident about how good Reese Robson's going to be and how good the cheese is going to be. And even if the cheese is bad, um, 50% of super coaches are going to go down with me. So. And if the cheese is bad, you just throw it in the bin, you move on, you go and buy some new cheese. Like, it's not, it's not that bad. Yeah, if he's blue like vein it, cheese. It could be worse yeah. at his price. If yeah, he's blue vein, absolutely. if he's green, I've got... if he's soft. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I've got Tanner Boyd and Brandon Smith. Um, that, those are my two. I'm going cheap at the hooker position this year. I feel like I can use that 
cash elsewhere in the second row. I'm going premium in the halves. I've actually got Cleary and Hines at the moment. I'm not quite sure whether that'll stay that way, but um, I've got them both. I'm too scared to run without Nico Hines, um, but there's probably a good chance logically I will run without him, but he's there I, at the moment. I actually didn't know you you had that. So wait, so you watched one trial game from Nico Hines in a comp that, in a game that had Ryan James playing in it and you've added him. <laughs> no, I watched a full season last year and the guy averaged the most, or he scored the most points in the Supercoach competition out of every yeah. single player. That's what I watched. Fair, fair. I just noticed that he wasn't in your team until that game with Ryan James in it. So anyway, yeah, I'm let's... trying to. I'm keeping this under wraps. You know, I should probably should have dropped that in the halfback pod. But anyway, <laughs> that's fine. It's all good. We're good. Um, and to be honest, by the time we reach the halfback pod, he probably won't be in my team. So you know, that's just the, the highs and lows, the roller coaster of Supercoach. So I'm just embracing it. No, that's fair. I just wanted to leave it with. Um, yeah, let's not get too spicy with the hookers. Um, add two guys with upside. Um, that that you feel could be borderline keepers, and I feel like we've both done that. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it without splashing the cash from Har- Harry. Only, obviously, 25% of people are going to splash the cash, spend the money from Harry, and, and you know, trade him out round nine. Um, I'm going to tr- – oh, I would love to do it. I'm going to try not to do it. Um, but, yeah, I feel like you're trying to do the same thing. Get guys that could be there that are going to generate cash, but you could also play every week. Yeah, I feel like hookers are not a not a high upside position. So at the end of the day, I want to spend up on the high upside positions like hooker. Oh, sorry, like half, like five eight, like fullback. And you can get 100, 150 kind of scores out of those positions. You're not going to get 150 from Harry Grant. You're not going to get 150 from Reese Robson. They're workload positions. So I'd rather spend elsewhere. But we've made that pretty clear, mate. So um, I feel like we've done a pretty good job going through hookers. Um, the ladies of the night done and dusted. Yeah. So, mate, well, thanks for hopping on with me as always. It's always been fun chatting hookers. I'm going to go and change my team again because I usually do after we chat every single time we do a podcast to go back and go, hang on a second, this doesn't seem right. Um, so what we'll do is we'll tackle front row forwards next and, and we'll move through the rest of the positions as we go. So just to, just for everybody listening or watching us on YouTube, whether you listen on, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or you watch us on YouTube Live, uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button or that follow button. Hit a like, get those n- notifications on, and, and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. And uh, you've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We will see you next episode. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Bye. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.